a gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them, and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So there's so much change in the world, and then it also feels like nothing's changing. I Before I sat down to do this episode, I was like, oh, the mask mandate's lifting in Illinois at the end of the month. And I was like, okay, well, it said, like, what does that look like for you? And as I started to read, like, will you have to wear a mask on the train? Yes. Will you have to wear a mask at your doctor? Yes. Will you have to wear a mask at you know, I don't know, it was like school, yes, at daycare, yes. And so as I was reading about all the changes coming with the mask mandate lifting, I was also at the same time mind fucked because at the same time, nothing will change. And I guess for me, you know, not, not, this isn't even about the pandemic. I feel like that's one of those things about change that is so hard is because as things are changing, sometimes they're not changing fast enough. We're not seeing the actual change uh, before our eyes. And so we're questioning, like, was there even a point? Or we're, or we're obsessed over making the change, and then we make it, and nothing, <laughs> there wasn't a big fallout, or it doesn't make a big difference, and we're much happier. So the way I'm looking at it is sometimes when things change and they don't seem like they change, it's a, it's a positive thing. I thought it might be fun today to talk about just changes that, you know, we make in our businesses and in our lives. And sometimes, you know, how, you know, changes in a one size fits all. So for instance, sometimes it's important to stick with a change because there's discomfort in the transition. But on the other side of it is, you know, this space and this light. And it's like, oh my gosh, as hard as that was. And some changes are hard and some are shockingly easy. So I thought I'd break down, you know, this year in my business and in my life, some of the changes I've made and how I've handled them differently. So for me, I've been kind of like, you know, I think a lot of people that are moms feel like, okay, well, if I can make my schedule work and I can do less daycare, like I should I should make that work. Like I look around and, you know, it's something I struggle with. It's like, oh my God, there are moms that would kill to be home with their kids as much as I could be. And there's a part of me that loves being a mom and having more help and being able to do my creative projects to be able to work. And um, I think that's been something hard for me to reconcile because... All day I spend time with people going, oh, I would have still worked if I could do what you're doing. And it's like, I don't really like what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I love my little girl, but I actually don't want to spend every free moment outside of work with her. And that's been something that's been hard for me to acknowledge. And, you know, okay, so I, I accept that. So now I need to make a change. But going into this year, I was not... I was not at this place of like, this is what's best for me and my mental health and my life and creativity. I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to wing ding this together because moms would kill to be me, but I'm not killing to be me, you know? So, so I said, okay, I got to move my schedule around. 
And I liked my current schedule, but I was like, I'm going to move my schedule around so that I can do the part-time daycare because I'm going to be a martyr mom and be like, yeah, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed, even if it's not working. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it like that. Well, so then the universe, think baby Jesus, intervened. I worked one day with both of my coworkers that I love to the ends of this earth. And I was like, I feel like I'm in the salon environment I worked so hard for the last eight years to get out of. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that thing where my client's talking, but I'm listening to someone else's conversation. I haven't done this in years. And so it was one of those things where I left the salon and I thought, okay, you could easily put your kid in full-time daycare to get the days you want, and you don't have to use the daycare. You could easily move your schedule so that you're with two, you're, it's just two people working at any given time, so the environment is one that you love. And I was like sitting with myself going, okay, I, I, but I also could wait six months and see if it gets better. And that's when I thought, oh no, this is old Lindsay talking. She's like, let's stomach it. I can do another round. This sucks, but watch me. Anyone, I can do it. I can work harder. I can be stronger. And I, I went home and I slept on it. And the next day I called and I talked to my, my BFF and confidant, Jenny Khan, my coworker. And I said, Jenny, like, I have to share with you like, how I'm feeling. And she's like, yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So I made the call, changed to full-time daycare, was able to move all of my clients from Fridays to Wednesdays or whatever, Tuesdays, whatever it is. And I was like, done. Bada bing, bada boom. And it was so crazy because sometimes I think we're looking for a sign so we don't have to do the thing we want to do. And I knew I kind of wanted the full-time daycare. And I kind of liked having one day that I was at the shop alone. And I kind of, I kind of honestly deep down knew what I wanted. But then the really cool thing about life is just if you listen even if you don't listen to yourself initially, if you start going down the path that's not for you and you're tuned in, it'll become so clear. Like the path, once you decide, it's like, no, yeah, I don't think this is for me. It's like, no, you've known the whole time what you wanted to do. But if you, if you have your ears perked up and you listen and you look around, it kind of buffers you from continuing to make the same mistake. So I'm grateful for that loud day in the salon. I'm grateful for um, just all the little things that week that made it clear. I'm grateful for having, you know, coworkers that I can share what I'm feeling and that they're receptive and not like, you know, they can hold space for me. And it's two weeks later and, uh, well, it's actually, um, my child's been sick all week and I have not been able to utilize the full-time daycare. Um, but I know it's going to be great when it happens. It's going to be great. The other change that I was kind of like, oh, do I do this? Do I not? With my um, realtor saying to me, when I was looking at spaces and ending my partnership four plus years ago, I found the space, the one I'm in now. And I looked at my realtor, vulnerable as fuck. And I said, what should I do? And he looked at me like, what the fuck? No, he said, Lindsay, I can't tell you (laughs) This is so funny. I can't tell you if you should end your business partnership, but what I can tell you is strictly business and numbers speaking, this makes more sense. And sometimes when it goes, comes to changes, when you're like, you know, you need to make them. And I say this a lot, like in my course, like sometimes the best thing you can do is just like not be emotional and just look at like 
the numbers. And sometimes it's the worst thing you can do because it's like, oh my God, you're going to stay in something that's not working because you don't value yourself like you do dollars. So, but so in this scenario, you know, with my salon, it's like, yeah, well, this does make more sense. And it did, it did, it needed to be the direction I went, honestly, even if it didn't, but it happened to. So that made, that ticked another box. Same with Gloss Genius, right? Like I was like paying 3.5% plus 15 cents every time I did a keyed in entry. Well, everyone was keyless entry now because I've got everyone stored and they love that ease of transaction because of no one wants to touch an iPad. No one wants to like, you know, just like be touching things. People, even when they show you their phone, they kind of hold it far away. And I'm not talking about my clients, just people in general. It's like, oh, I'm not going to touch your phone. You're showing me a picture, but I can't see it if you stand that far away. Anyway, that I, I digress. The change, you know, just numbers wise made more sense. And my client's experience did not get downgraded at all. And I sent like a little email because I was like, surely someone's going to freak the fuck out. And uh, I wrote just a little note in the Gloss Genius, you know, you know, uh, marketing. I just said, hey, all of your appointments, you know, future appointments that were on Square have been transferred over to Gloss Genius. And like, I didn't get an email back, honest to God. I sent like 130 emails. And when I saw people, they were like, oh, yeah, you changed. You're like, no one even cared. And they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with that email. I'm like, I have found my people. And, you know, it's just funny. Sometimes changes end up having discomfort. I don't want to discount that because, like, when I, you know, you know, when I'm trying to think of a change that actually ended up being something like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's usually the changes that are hard are the ones that compromise us the most. The situations that we've let go, that we've let something become so uh, dysfunctional for us at someone else's like gain. I think those are the changes that are hard. I think at the end of the day, when you know why you're making a change and when you value yourself and your business, I find that the changes aren't a big deal. And you know, what makes them a big deal is not, not, not speaking to the issues we're having and letting them fester. And that's what was so cool about, you know, the changes I made in my schedule and the changes I made, you know, just a couple of weeks ago was I felt like I was at this road and I could literally, for, it was like a fork in the road and I could hang a left or I could hang a right. And I think this is just helpful when making decisions, when we're like, oh, I'm scared or I don't want to do it. I, I feel like I've already... I've already gone the route of not saying, not speaking my truth, not doing what works for me, not wanting to ruffle feathers. And it, and I've, I've gone on that road so many times. It's like, how many times do I have to hang a right and learn that like it's the beginning of the end when I start to stifle my beliefs and stifle what's best for me? It's like, I start to look at situations now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have these awesome coworkers, I have this awesome business. And like, am I going to, it's like, it's kind of like being in recovery, right? It's like, am I gonna just think that I get it? And then I can like fall, I can like, kind of like, you know, just kind of like slouch back into how I used to be and just think I'm going to keep this awesome life. No, it's like working out. It's like having boundaries. It's like, we constantly have to you know, be working on them. And so I felt like it was, it would have been the beginning of the end of this life that I've continued to cultivate that I've had to put work into. And it's like the path of least resistance is to not say anything, but I could feel it in that day. And that's why after I talked to my coworkers and I, I just was like, Oh my God, like I, 
I get to keep this life another day because I literally felt like if I hadn't said what I felt, I would have started to veer. I would have been hanging that right again. And it would have been a matter of time before those relationships suffer. And I care about them. I care about the relationships. I care about my business. I care about my mental health. I care about like having a life that I want to live because I've done it the easy route on the front end and it sucks. It just ends up sucking. And so I've always been saying in the last couple of years, I front load that discomfort because I feel like, and I think going to, you know, bringing it full circle about the changes, it's like, I don't think we're so afraid of the changes as much as we're what's what gives us so much fear is the anticipation of the change. I heard Martha Beck say that. I don't want to steal that from her. It's like, oh my gosh, like no change has been as excruciating as the one that I've like been afraid of having happen and not speaking to and like like letting a couple years go by. And then like I end up being fine and what happens ends up happening. And I guess I just wish I would have been more honest with myself and honest with others. And that's the thing about all of, well, really everything. It's like at the end of the day, it, it's all about, are you going to lie to yourself? Because then you're going to lie to others. Are you going to make changes for you? Because then it's gonna, you're going to end up making changes that work for others. Like, it's like, I feel like it all comes back to us. It all comes back to how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, I think, you know, the people that I admire um, are people that, they make the call, they do the thing, they have the hard conversation, but it doesn't mean they're not terrified to have it. I think they just know what it looks like to like put it off. And it's far worse than just getting it on the table. And so whatever changes your business needs, um, you know, I had an episode recently where I talk about inflation. There are people that have businesses that they need to make changes in to honor themselves. And I think like when you look at it from the vantage point of saying, I love my relationships with my clients too much to be resentful of them for something they don't even know that is going on. I love my business. I love my family. I love all these people. And I think I'm being strong by, by winging in this whole thing together with zip ties and shit when no one knows I'm doing this at my expense. And it starts with you and you will be so surprised. I think so many times I thought that people were in my life because of how easy I made it to be in my life or in my life because of how inexpensive it was to be in my life, you know, mind, body, spirit. And what I found is that that had so much more to say about me. I mean, it did attract those people. So that's real. But at the end of the day, that was all like my childhood belief systems, the story that I'd been told about my life, the experience that I'd attached meaning to. And so I share all that with you to say that um, you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And then from that place, you can take care of everyone else. And that's why I share the changes that I've made, which as far as the daycare goes, have yet to see it flourish, but I look forward to it. And the last thing I will say is there are changes like when you raise your prices where it's like, oh my gosh, there is some discomfort and that goes back to, you know, maybe there's someone that you kept at your first rate and now it's been 10 years and you're like the all-star in your community and it's like, oh my gosh, you have one person coming in for $35 for an all-over color. 
So that's the discomfort I'm talking about because we didn't, we didn't along the way check in with this person and say like, oh my gosh, like we never set, we never started kind of like going up the steps and like kind of just creating a little, you know, like each rung on the ladder that we climbed, we, we didn't take that person with us. What we did was we walked all the way down the steps every time they came and it gets more and more cumbersome to do that and you get more and more resentful. And so... I always kind of feel bad in these situations. I've been in them where like I then go, hey, Sherry, um, my prices are actually not 35 anymore. I'm going to be bringing you up to 215. Well, this person freaks the fuck out. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so ungrateful. Look at, I should, for 10 years, I, I've been doing this. And it's so funny because they always have a big reaction if they didn't know, because <laughs> it's like, who do and the the reaction they have is who do you think you are and then there's all this context that's been lost over 10 years and I'm just laughing because I've done this and there's no judgment here it's just that's the discomfort that I'm talking about and when what I was saying about how it's because of how little we checked in with them and how much we compromised ourselves and then when they say who do you think you are it's like you know what Sherry I'm done I'm fucking done. And it's just, it's a, it's a bad scene. Again, like I said, I've been there, so it's no judgment for me. All I'm, all I'm here today to say is that there's a better way. And we live and we learn and we take our experiences. And I say a lot of times when people admire something about me or they, I admire something about someone else who's farther along in their journey, what I'm admiring is their experiences and their experiences have been rough for a lot of them, you know, myself included. So keep making mistakes, keep showing up, keep getting better. That's all we can do. Have a wave making day and I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, I have a favor. If you enjoy She Makes Waves, the podcast, or you loved this episode in particular, can you head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast so that we can get it in the ears of more people that need the information that we're sharing? It would mean the world to me. It empowers me to keep going and every message I get from you guys means the world to me. Have a wave making day and I'll see you next week.